coming to you straight out of Anchorage, Alaska. It's the one and the only Brave in the K-Hive podcast. And it's just crazy this week. We're waiting on a VP. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Um, let me make sure everything's all the way right. Hi, how's everybody doing? We, oh, shit, hold on. We have another wonderful show that we're going to do right now. <laughs> um, and um, we're going to talk about this Tara Reed woman for a second because we have a problem here where there is hold on there's this woman her name is Tara Reed, and she's um accused Joe Biden of sexually assaulting her but it's not just that she accused him of sexual assault because it's the way she accused him of doing it and the location that's not quite we don't we're not quite sure where she's saying this happened so there's a lot of holes in her story and the holes are so big like I haven't I didn't believe her from the get-go and I felt guilty <laughs> mm. I felt guilty for like the first couple days because I was like oh come on this is bullshit it's a bullshit story you know um I have known people that have lied about that exact crime and um it's always uh it, the story is always really weird and it changes and you know, their, their behavior is just weird. And you're just like, oh, okay, this, there's something not right with you. And the two people, two or three, few people that I have seen this happen with, um, the bulk of them, I mean, maybe it was four, most of them were mentally ill in some way. And it was a manifestation of their mental illness and, um, you know, the lifestyle that they were living at the time. <laughs> so the other one was, um, she was, a uh, underage and uh she didn't want her parents to think that she was i guess a slut or whatever so she just lied and then when she told the truth it was just a big deal and you know um that kind of stuff happens but what they do say i'll start out um with a disclaimer this is this episode is going to be about tara reed it's going to be about um the stuff that i found out just from being on twitter because, you know, I'm, a, I'm just on Twitter way too fucking much. And um, the interactions that I and others that are in my circle have had with her in the last two weeks that have pretty much discredited her in completely. Just It's just interacting with her and the people around her. And, um, you know, they're not uh, as clever as they think they are. Joe Biden had he did have an issue with um, entering people's personal space. Okay, Um there's my mom's generation because I talked to her about this. The the stuff that he does doesn't bother her it um, at all. Um, she doesn't think there's any problem with it. Um, and with me, I'm like I'm not really super touchy, so I'd probably cringe a little bit. Um, and I'd feel like my space was violated because I don't really like people in my space. So when it's a an issue like that, and then we know how Joe is, I'm like, okay, I I understand what the women were saying. At, you know, the first group. When they were saying, you know, he entered, a, even um, Lucy Flores, when she said that he sniffed her hair and she was upset and she hadn't even washed it. And, you know, I, I understand how she feels, you know, um, like I, I would feel the same way, probably a little bit paralyzed, like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. And then, you know, it's over and you, you don't feel like he was trying to do anything sexual. You feel like he was just really, you know, over just over the line and in your space and making you uncomfortable. Um, maybe. It, it feels a little bit controlling, you know, some people, it can feel controlling. Like he's trying to show that he's the, you know, this is my territory. And cause it's like men are like, just, they're all weird. Okay. And you never know what, what, what the fuck they're thinking. So you have to figure it out on your own. <laughs> so they enter your space. You don't know whether it's um, something that they're trying to prove that they're, you know, some machismo shit, or if they just like, don't understand that the boundary lines have, have shifted a little bit and that's not okay anymore for Joe. I think it's that it's, he doesn't, he didn't understand that the boundary lines were shifting and he knows now that people need their personal space because he has done better and he is, you know, he'll ask you, hey, can I, you know, get a high five or can I hug you, whatever it is. But Joe is the type of person that just, he has to have contact with the other humans. I, I am an introvert and I can live without it. So don't come over and hug me. <laughs> 
or if you do say something first, like, oh, I gotta hug you, and then I, I will fucking go for it, but I have to be warned, you know, I usually have to be in the mood, you have to lure me with, like, cookies or something, I don't know, like, there's a lot that goes into it, um, I have to be wearing the right clothes, <laughs> but <laughs> I have to be fucking happy <laughs> but other people they like hugging that makes them feel better whatever you know and they they take some of the pictures of joe with other i mean he, they've taken pictures of him with his grandchild and made it try to make it seem like something they've put different faces on on different people on pictures and photoshop things and they, they're just doing too much and you know it makes me really sad because it's like the things that they're doing they know that they're not being honest and that they, that he's not this monster that they're trying to make him out to be and it makes me really sad i would i'm not a joe fan like he was not my candidate from the beginning but i am a democrat and i am voting for joe and i did switch to joe right after kamala dropped out immediately and um you know while i would have a problem if he was like no i don't care i'm going in everybody's personal space wow but instead that's not what he did and to me what I, i i didn't like about the whole me too movement from day one was that there was no redemptive value. There was no redemptive arc for people. There's nothing redemptive about cancel culture. So you take people that have done things that have gotten other people's personal space or even sexual harassment. Say they um, said things that were crude to somebody back in 2008 and 2005. And, you know, they have apologized since and they don't do that anymore to me. That's like, it's a done deal. Can we move on? I don't want to keep rehashing the same shit over and over and make that what somebody's life is all about. People make mistakes. And the fact that there was no way you could move on from anything um, with the internet, with the internet period, especially your Twitter. Twitter is one of the places that they just, they save every little thing you've ever said and they keep bringing it to you. And you're just like, oh, I've, de- I've dealt with that like five years ago. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Well, then stop because it's old, but they don't care. They'll bring something up forever like forever so that's why there's a lot of pictures of joe with with holding people's shoulders like get over it you guys are just making you're making it out to be something that it's not tara tara is the first one that has said that joe has gone beyond the um the the over touching and over affection because joe is usually known for uh, being affectionate right so it's not um that he's touching you with malice or any kind of anger or you know anything like that he thinks he's being comforting when he does that yeah I my stepdad was like that he touched me all the time and he never went beyond anything like that because that's just was his generation that's what they were like he would rub my shoulders or or you know touch my head he he was a hair sniffer too and (laughs) if I I changed my shampoo my stepdad would be like one of the first people to notice that I changed my shampoo oh what's this I'm like why do you even know (laughs) which shampoo I'm using but he always knew when I when I switched it and um you know I mean I kind of miss him a little bit but yeah um he's it's more of a fatherly thing and it is paternalistic it is it is you know um do you do you know that not everything paternalistic is bad <laughs> you know like it's it, they try to make it like everything that's you know it's not all bad okay sometimes it's just you it, something that you prefer that somebody not to do and they shouldn't do it <clears throat> so he has changed a lot i i see that he has become subdued because this is hurtful um, to have somebody come and say these things. And, um, what we know about Joe is that that's not really his MO, um, to just put, push some woman up against the hallway and shove his hand out. And I don't even know how you get your finger up inside somebody that, that quick. Um, I, maybe we're all made different, but you got to do a little bit more than that. To, <laughs> I'm not even going to say it, but it, it's not that easy. <laughs> for it to just oh it's not gonna work like that so i mean you know yeah it, it's just it, the the way she told the story was just hmm i am not sure if i believe this story um and it was not just that it was um i listened to her interviews all three of them or however many of them i listened to the one with um on katie halper i listened to the one on democracy now um i think there was a third one right I, I listened to that. Okay. And then I listened to her friend who Katie said she did around the same time she did the, the interview with Tara. So <clears throat> this is what I've been doing this week or the last two weeks. I've been going through every little piece of information that we have gotten that we know is true. 
or that we we can you know that it's something that we is tangible right i've gone through everything and i've determined a few things um nobody that has um backed up Tara's story um remembered it until she reminded them <clears throat> that is not a good thing to me if my friend or your friend uh, even if a friend of a friend's friend <laughs> told they told me that uh, that friend of their friend was raped by a senator and, and it was i would have noticed when i filled out my ballot in 2008 I would have been like, oh my God, I would have noticed when he was running. I would have been like, oh my God, this guy's running for vice president. I, it would have really bothered me, right? And I would be like, where's your friend? Um, you know, you guys should really say something so we don't end up with this guy. You know, and, and I would have said it when he was running against Obama in the primary. You know, I would have said something like, no, hell no. Um, and I just don't understand how she voted for him twice. So there's the fact that she voted for him twice. So let's just take every little thing that is wrong with the story. First of all, there's not something necessarily wrong with any of these things by themselves. But when you take them all together, it makes the story look really, really wrong. And that is because you can take one of these elements and a woman can have that issue. And you would say, okay, well, that's that's the one thing. Um, let's say she lies a lot, right? She's just a fucking pathological liar. But this is true. This really did happen to her. Well, even a pathological liar has things that they're telling that's true, right? With Tara, what we have a problem is she has too many of these elements at one time. Not only do you lie a lot, you also um, remember things wrong and weird, or you remember three different versions of them. Um, you waited 27 years. Um, you're, um, you, you coached one of your friends, clearly, um, the one that was on Katie Halper's show into remembering something that she doesn't really remember because she never describes it. So that's what I was going to say. <clears throat> Katie Halper show. Do you feel that if you haven't listened, you need to listen. In my opinion, you're not giving Tara a fair chance. If you don't go ahead and listen to her story. And you know, um, I, you know, I'm not saying you have to listen to her tell it three times or on four different shows or whatever it is, but you should give her the, the, just go ahead and listen. That's my, my model was when everybody was saying, believe in women, mine was listen to women. And I kept trying to tell people, you know, maybe we should not. Cause I already have been the listen to women people. <clears throat> and there was a few other people that were, you know, they were on my side with that. And then, you know, we were, we were, <laughs> we were, ah, we were outnumbered, <laughs> but what we said was that there's, there's a, always a slight chance that there's just going to be a dishonest person. So instead of making it believe, make it listen, because when you have hashtag things like that, they start getting boiled down to just, it's black and white. Right. And, and you always have pressure from the outside to um, take something that is nuanced. Um, what, what believe women, I mean, believe women really is, is, is take them seriously, investigate um, <clears throat> And make sure that, you know, that they get a full investigation and that they're heard, right? So we're trying to make sure she's heard. To, to me, I, you can make sure she's heard and be skeptical at the same time, okay? So I don't want her voice to be shut down. But I do want her to answer for a lot of these inconsistencies. And really, I feel like um, if you're out there, you want, you're in the public eye and you want this story told, well, you need to clear up all the other stuff about all the things, other stuff about your life, because you can't be taken separate from everything you've ever done in your life. That's not how it works. Um, and when you find people that um, are liars that do make up stories like this, that um, are, are not telling the truth about sexual assault, they run along patterns, you know, and uh, a lot of the stuff is on there. You're, you're not able to corroborate any of it, really. Uh, and, you know, with her, the, she had a friend in D.C. at the time. That's the friend that talked to Katie Halper. She's anonymous. I I made some clips of what she said, what she said to um to the show, um about in reference to what Tara said to her. And the clips that I made, they kind of upset me because of what I was hearing her say and what I was hearing her say was basically that she was like coached or, or, or something. Um, because Tara called her up and 
the the woman is she doesn't she speaks like sort of erratically but tara called her up and she kind of reminded um her what happened um to me that's just so dishonest you don't need to remind somebody that you've got raped because that's your friend and this is it this is a person that says she's been your friend for years well if she's your friend for years wouldn't she remember that happened when i mean it makes no sense that she would not remember it's it's um quite frankly i i just i cannot imagine forgetting any of my friends told me that a senator raped them that is just never ever 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 happened i always remember everything like um, like I, you you tell me i'm gonna remember even details because it's something that would really bother me i um because i take i guess i take sexual assault very seriously and <clears throat> i don't like the way this is just it seems to just be used as um a weapon it's not being um it's not something that that is used to teach or you know she's just coming out because she wants to tell her story it's she wants to hurt somebody and she's trying to make people hurt and i don't understand why somebody would do that if it's not about that and she's lashing out at everybody she's um you know i've i heard that she is I guess she's people always report to me report what I'm doing back to other people so I guess she's heard that I've been doing an sort of an investigation on her and you know she's mad at me and she thinks that I'm <clears throat> working for the Biden campaign which you guys I'm not working for the Biden campaign um you know I'm still me I'm so poor and fucking not working for Biden I wish I had gotten in on Bloomberg's <laughs> when he came because I, I would have been just like free money so um Tara has a friend and the friend said that she repressed all memory of this event. And to me, that is just a bold faced lie. You don't repress the memory of any event like that. It doesn't work that way. You don't repress the memory of somebody else's, um, of somebody else's, <laughs> somebody else's, um, um, injury or, or, or attack or assault because it's, it's not something that happened to you that the, the trigger for that is not there you don't repress it because it's just too much for you to hear and she was saying words like yucky and gross but she never got around to saying what exactly was supposed to have happened um and it was it, and you uh, you kind of wait for it but you're like what do you mean you know <laughs> what's what the fuck is going on with you um you're you're her friend and you're saying this stuff happened <clears throat> you're supposed to be corroborating her story but <clears throat> the stuff she was saying wasn't even corroboration it wasn't helpful to 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 tara at all honestly it was the the opposite of helpful right so really she did her no favors she, she that, and that's the thing about tara when you finally go and you look at her her um her people her 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 corroboration um whatever the the thing is that she says she did it's it's all bad it's not she's not doing that um her brother right and do you remember her telling you here's her friend the incident okay i do and to be quite honest in my life i treated hearing that initially as a Oh, yeah, right. That's such bullshit. She hasn't made a point to try to remember it. So, no, when she said yes, I remember. No. No was the answer. Listen to that because she's to not tr telling the truth right there. Start pulling her life back together <laughs> or cope or not get depressed or anything like that. You know, your resources were 
whatever you knew and whoever you knew. That was it. Um, yeah, again, it was, it was just icky and, and gross. Icky and, and gross. Okay. I see women come forward at different points in time. My initial thought is, oh, really? Sure. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to, I played that part for you because that was um, the part where she tells about how, how, um, oops, sorry, how icky and gross, <laughs> how icky and gross it was, whatever the story that she, she was told, but she doesn't tell you what it was. And she doesn't sound like she quite remembers what it is. Cause maybe, I don't know, maybe Tara hadn't quite finished it, you know, finished telling, <laughs> making it up yet, but, um, <clears throat> it was icky and gross. It was so icky and it was so gross and it was icky and it was gross. It was icky and it was gross. Okay. But you repressed it when you repress a memory and you don't remember it and you haven't tried to remember it yet, you don't remember it. That's not a memory. <laughs> that is not what a memory is. <laughs> if you can't remember it, how could it possibly, <laughs> how could it possibly be a memory? <laughs> and she's saying that it was sticky. It was icky and it was gross. And it was icky and it was gross. And it was icky. And you're like, okay, it was icky and it was gross. Um, Sure. Yeah. What happened? What are you saying happened? And so she's not able really to say what happened at all. Um, just that it was icky and gross. And, you know, whatever, I guess whatever she's saying is, you know, this is her friend. So she believes her friend. Um, for one, it's, it's not just icky and gross. Okay. Icky and gross. Those are such baby words. If, if your friend comes and says that she had somebody grab her like that and to put, uh, put her up against the wall and, you know, he shoves his hand down her pants, you, you're, it's a little bit further than icky and gross. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking vile and violent. It's not, it's not icky and gross. Icky. Like the <laughs> you have a grown woman, icky and gross, <laughs> and that's the one that was anonymous. <laughs> so she's anonymous, so she won't give her name. She won't let us know who she is. And you know, this is what's going on with a lot of Tara's uh, corroboration. They're they're e they're either anonymous or they don't remember that part. And the part that they're not remembering is the sexual assault portion. Um, Tara has had uh, her her ex husband throw her up against the wall in the same manner as she described saying that joe did and um she has done written a, a blog post on that and it it sounds so much like this story she's telling not to mention there's um, a passage in her father's book that is spot on for the part with the penetration it's almost like she took part of her life and she added part of her dad's story to it and that was the story she got for joe and like i don't know whether this is so she thinks she can trick a lie detector or whatever she thinks but um it's just it's it's just a stupid story it's not really believable and we are going to um <clears throat> listen to another part of that katie halper show um interview with her friend and this is the friend that was in D.C. with her. <clears throat> this is the one that says that, you know, she's one of her only friends in the world. This is like her old, one of her oldest friends. Okay. Um, let's hear. Thank you. 
So what you see right, you hear it right there. She said when um a friend, um you have you only have a few friends in the world, and one of them calls you up and walks you through things, and that is the problem when your friends called you up and she walked you through um a, a memory that you're supposed to have on your own. And she refreshed your memory and she told you what happened. And this is one of your only friends in the world. You don't think she's going to yell at, um, lie to you. Um, and so when she's telling you, you have some of the stuff you remember because some of the stuff she's going to base her lie on truth. There's not going to be um, just something that's completely a lie. She'll be like, when, remember that time you saw me crying and this and that, and I told you this, well, then she's going to add in extras onto the story. Cause I've, I've dealt with somebody with the same type of personality as well, more than one person. And, and that is just how it happens. They take a, a, a truth and then they add in the lie. And that is the best way to lie because it's the most believable way. Um, it's, and that's how you manipulate people. <clears throat> So you can have a memory implanted in you um, where you start believing that, yeah, that's what happened because they, they're, they're stressing it. And this is somebody you trust and you do remember portions of it. So you can believe that. Yeah. Well, yeah, she said that. Yeah. She told me that, but this friend won't identify herself and she's not going to come out and like testify to that. Right. And this is probably because she's not sure if she really remembers it. And you can tell, you can hear in her voice that she's, like when a friend calls you up and walks you through things. And she said before that, um, it's not like I met her yesterday or, or whatever. It's not like I just met her. And what she's showing there is that this is why I believe her because she's an old friend. She wouldn't do this to me. She wouldn't lie to me and have me back her up on that. Well, I do believe she would. <clears throat> Cause I believe that Tara has some issues and they're unresolved issues. And I don't know what exactly, um, they are. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a fucking diagnostician. I am not um, any kind of mental health expert. I'm just an. I just know how people are and how they behave, right? <laughs> so I'm telling you from a layman's perspective, this is how people act. This is how liars act. This is how cons act. Okay. Um, we dealt with Tara the last two weeks. Well, probably the last ten days, and this is how it started. <clears throat> I was on Twitter. And I got tagged into a thread. The thread I got tagged into was about a pregnant mare rescue facility. The woman from the pair, um, the 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 pregnant mare rescue facility was name his name is Lynn. Lynn stated that, and she tagged um Joan Walsh in. And she's telling Joan Walsh, um, you know, I know this woman, Tara. She um she scammed me out of fourteen hundred dollars. Um, she lied to me. She did this and that. She praised Biden all the time. She's a liar. Don't believe her. Oh, I, I tagged other people in. I said, oh, wow. And I asked uh, Lynn, oh, so what's what's this all about? Because I wanted to know, because um, when, you, when you're looking at somebody and you, you don't trust them, you want to know other what other people say about their character. Um, I haven't found any people that were really vouching for her or in any kind of way. And also, I wasn't finding any people that were saying anything about her at all. So I'm like, are you just a, a brand new person? Did you just grow up out of the dirt? Who are you? So Lynn fills us in. Tara used to come over to her place and park her car that she was hiding from the repo company. Tara worked for her at the facility. And she asked her for money all the time. And this is um, volunteer work. Um, she asked her for a horse and she wanted it, um, for free. She didn't want to pay the, the adoption fees and whatever. She, she gave it to her. She gave that to her. And then when Tara had a vet bill, she had her, her, her horse boarded at another facility. I guess she had moved it and that, and she had them come over there, the vet, and the vet came to the other facility and she told them that she was PMR. And just go ahead and bill us. PMR gets the, the, the bill. And the accountant person or the bookkeeper, whoever, they paid it. Well, Lynn goes, oh, well, they, not yet. They didn't pay it yet. Lynn called that, that exact vet to get some work done on her horses. And he came over and he told her that she owed $1,400. Then the accountant paid it. But she's like, where does this $1,400 come from? She did her own little investigation. It comes down that it is Tara. Tara sat up there and she identified herself as Lynn. 
apparently, or as the, the owner of PMR or something. And she had them charge the bill, say, charge us to charge it to us. Well, that's, that's fraud. That's <laughs> complete fraud. And Tara comes into the thread. Why did Tara come into the thread? Because she got alerted by some Bernie Rose that they hate follow me. Right. And I had tagged a whole bunch of people in by this time. So it was getting really, really busy in there. And, you know, if you know me um, and you follow me and you talk to me, I'll just probably randomly tag you into some shit <laughs> and you'll be like, why am I here? <laughs> and you'll just end up tagged into some shit. And, you know, by the end, you'll be like two weeks later, you'll be like you went on a roller coaster and some of it was fun. But Lord Jesus, don't tag me into nothing else that deep. Right. So I, I, I tagged in a whole bunch of people and everybody's looking. They're like, hmm, this is not normal. And Tara shows up and she's angry. And she's like, you're trying to make money off of my story. And this is because we were talking to Lynn about this stuff. And I was like, well, you know, how, how does this happen? What did she do? And she told us what happened. And her story was believable. And she showed us receipts, right? She showed us the proof. And so we're like, oh, well, that's definitely, she definitely owes you the money. So we said, um, we, we were going to start, well, one of the women was going to start a GoFundMe. And the rest of us were going to help, you know, publicize it, right? And this is just to get the the $1,400 back um, because, you know, that's not fair, right? And we had already seen the receipts and we knew that it couldn't have been anything that, that had to be, um, that had anything to do with PMR because this was something that, uh, it, it was it was nothing that had to do with them. So um, Tara comes and, she, and she's pissed. She's, oh, get, you're going to stop. Cease and desist. So she tried to cease and desist through the Twitter. <laughs> she's and that is like the funniest thing she's like she's just she just writes cease and desist and that's the her that's it that's, <laughs> you have to cease and desist and this is a woman that went to law school <laughs> so she, she keeps accusing us of slander and i'm like oh damn she doesn't know it's liable but whatever let's just let her keep going so she's mad mad as a hatter and she <laughs> And this is your cease and desist, Lynn, blah, blah, blah. And then she threatens to have to report her to the animal, animal control for neglect or, or abuse. And we're like, what are you talking about? So I, I had already looked up Lynn because, you know, I have to make sure that she's not uh, the con and scamming and lying on Tara. Right. So I had already did my little research on her and excellent. She had excellent reviews. And, you know, she does really good work there. And I didn't the only person I saw that complained was a woman that was mad because Lynn wouldn't help her rehome her horse. <laughs> and I guess there was some reason. I don't know why, but she was, she told her about it. She was like, look, you know what it was, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so that's not really a neglect or a fucking uh, abuse issue. That's like a uh, people don't get along issue. <laughs> or you want me to do something that I'm not going to do issue. <laughs> you do it yourself. So it wasn't like, you know, there was anything about the, there's nothing out there um negative on her there's a lot of positive out there on her and she has a lot of gofundmes for various horses and that are not all the way done and you know they didn't, <laughs> she didn't get all the money she needed out of it and that's what she's dealing with you know so she's trying to get grants she's trying to get you know um people to to donate money to the ranch so if you do have a few dollars go ahead and do, donate a couple dollars to um pregnant mayor um the pmr to the pregnant mayor ranch or whatever a rescue pregnant mayor rescue oh, and it's in california so um she was telling us that and we were like, okay, we're going to do this GoFundMe. And she was like, great. And she gave us her, um, her, you know, a tax ID number, blah, blah, blah. So we can check her out and make sure she's legit. Right. Um, this is to me, that's like, I don't see anything wrong with that because we really did want her to get the money. And like, and now like if we could get her money to run her ranch all year, like I would love it. That would be great. You know, if we could find somebody that had enough money that could donate a lot to her so she didn't have to struggle so hard, I would because, you know, animals are really important, you know, um, <laughs> to me. <laughs> and um, I, I can understand why Tara wanted that horse and all that, you know, but you don't charge somebody else um, your bills. She, Tara, takes what we said and decides we are being going to be paid by Joan Walsh. For false information about her. Of course, in false information, it's obvious that she owes this money. Um, but no, she's pretending that she doesn't owe anything. And this is just really a, a scam for us to get Joan Walsh to pay us for a story. 
Um, and nobody said that. I don't know where she got that. That is a lie. That is something that she made up upon seeing that Lynn was telling about her frauds. And she was telling about how much money she owed and, and whatnot. And that was the story she made up. So I watched Tara Reed, Alexandra Tara Reed, Alexandra Tara McCabe Reed, Reed McCabe, whatever the fuck you, Molten Reed McCabe. <laughs> I watched this woman completely make up a conspiracy theory that Joan Walsh was going to pay people to do to do lies on her. Just lie, lie, lie. And I'm like, hmm, jinkies, this is crazy. This woman is totally lying right here. So she, not only did she tag Joan Walsh in once, she the, goes the next morning and starts bothering her again because Joan was like telling somebody, hey, leave me, that was part of Tara's group, leave me alone. And Tara was... Well, if you're if you're uh, paying them for blah blah blah, then I'm gonna blah blah blah, and and Joan had to tell her, "Hey, back up, you know, um, slow your fucking roll, because what are you doing? And you can't threaten me." So she did tone it down a little bit, but that made me suspicious as fuck, because I'm like, "What are you doing? You know damn well it's not true. Didn't nobody do that? What you're saying they did, you stupid." And you know what? Nobody did. Nobody was. Um, using her story to make money like what are you talking about your story's not even that interesting because you're lying um and what it came down to lynn decided that she didn't like what tara was doing and that since tara was going to lie about the money lynn posted receipts and the receipts show that uh it was a uh, an email from tara where tara admits to owing the money and she's very hurt that lynn said something about it in public and embarrassed her and, you know, shamed her. And uh, Lynn lost a good friend and she'll take the $1,400 and she'll, you, you can just put it in my name and the bill can get sent to me. And, you know, Lynn already paid the bill. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's nice to her. She paid it because she needed to use that, that vet. And that you made it harder for her because she had to pay that money before she could use it. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was ugly and it's not something nice. Right. Um, <clears throat> The next day, oh, I got blocked because Tara was doing that and she was telling her, you were trying to make money off my story. And I said, no, that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is she's telling us about your lies and she's telling us about your fraud. And it seems that you have a history and a pattern of this. And um, if you really have all these issues with Joe Biden, why aren't you suing him? Why don't you sue him? And then she blocked me. So that was why I got blocked. I blocked. I got blocked for asking her to uh, to um file a lawsuit against joe biden if he's really the culprit that hurt her um that is block worthy in her world i guess um and to tell her that she's uh, actually done this fraud that she actually knows she's done uh, <laughs> and to that and i guess that just makes me a bad person right so i'm a horrible person who will tell you when you did fraud and tell you when you lied and um, like, oh my God, I've lied before and I'm really bad at it and I'm sorry, but I've lied before and like, I'm not a fucking, some sort of angel, right? Um, usually I just do other bad things besides lying and then I just admit it, that what I did. <laughs> lying is just the worst. <laughs> but Tara's just the worst. She's the worst. So it's Tara, Alexandra, um, Reed, Moulton, McCabe um, has a lot of issues when people call her out for something um so she sent i don't know whether she sent this person gina but gina has two accounts that she rarely uses right and the first she only just used her account for me but i did track gina down and i see that because gina was trying to tell me about what the town was like so you could tell that she really did live there and it really was gina um unless it was tara but i think it was gina uh gina was telling me about the town and stuff and how tara did not owe the money because pmr um, offered to pay. They offered to pay. They offered to pay. Oh my God. They offered to pay. What are you talking about? Um, and I'm like, what Gina, that doesn't make any sense. Blah, blah, blah. Um, nobody would do that. Not, not at all. Well, she doesn't know that I have the, the bills for what was actually done. So she tells me that the work that they, the, that came out to do was just work that was ongoing from an attack, a dog attack that had happened at the PMR ranch. Now, I knew it wasn't from a dog attack, but I wanted Gina to keep on talking. So Gina kept talking and she was saying that and she was defending it and, and all that. Gina was not telling the truth. Now, maybe Gina, that's what she thinks happened. But Gina said she was there because this was happening on her ranch. What's my point? 
terrorist friends lie to lie for her. Why? Why are they lying for her? Gina was still there. And I said, well, fine, Gina, you know, I'm going to call Lynn and I'm going to ask her if she offered to pay this money. I'm going to ask her if she offered to pay indefinite and unlimited bills for Tara's horse just because she wanted to help her out because the horse had gotten attacked before because there's a lot of horses that get attacked that she takes in. That's like why she's the pregnant mare rescue, right? And she does not keep paying your bills once you take your horse, but she will start a GoFundMe for you if, and see if she can get you a few dollars for your, your bills towards your bill to help you out. She will, but she's, she's not going to pay it for you. And my, I, we already has discussed this and that is how she does it. <clears throat> and I explained that to Gina. Lynn comes, shows up on the thread. Hey, Gina, you're stupid. Gina disappears. <laughs> and I said, wow, that's all it took was because Gina was like, she was trying to be about it and like battle us over this question and saying that we were trying to take whatever happened with Biden and extrapolate it over there and say that she's dishonest because of that. No, I'm like, she's dishonest on the Biden shit because she's a dishonest on this shit. It's a pattern with her. It's not, it's, it, it's, it, you cannot take somebody that lies all the time like that and extravagant lies where they make up a whole new history and a whole new fucking story and, and believe them when they come up with some shit that's 27 years old, it's just not going to happen. And she's telling, if she's telling you that it was from a, an attack, well, she's lying. Right. So, I mean, I'm looking through the papers later and let me tell you what the, what, what, what they said on the receipt. It was tooth extraction for the for the horse. Why is everybody in in this woman Tara's life not telling the truth? So I'm and I, you know what? I'm gonna write a blog post up on all this fucking shit because it it it's like you know there's so much stuff going on right now with this with this woman and it's because she lies so much. If she would stop lying, we wouldn't have this problem. So what we have now is Tara is about to go on Fox news and she's going to go this weekend and it's going to be Chris Wallace. Right. I kind of like think it's bad that she's going on um, Fox news first. Like, cause it's like, what are you doing? Because you see MSNBC is like totally, totally, totally um, in the bag for terror right now. And you, Chris Hayes is just like pulling his face off. He's not, <laughs> he's not able to handle it. Um, and, you know, we had, um, you know, she's got, she got ripped off and shit. There are people that got ripped off by her. There's so many people that got ripped off by her, but I talked to some other people and then I had another person that her boss <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> her boss was Tara's neighbor, right? I'm going to tell you this story. Her boss was Tara's neighbor, um, in California. And, uh, <laughs> he says that <laughs> when Tara, <laughs> Tara lived near him, right? Like uh, on his street, right? And um <laughs> she used to walk her cat with the leash <laughs> around the neighborhood. So everybody everybody tried to um everybody tried to avoid her, right? Cuz they if you got stopped and talked to her, she would get you involved in like a really wicked ass crazy conversation that you just didn't want to have, you know, you're you're like home from work you're like dude i gotta pee i want to go in a house and she's like talking about some crazy conspiracy theories right so she was like <laughs> she's the neighborhood crazy cat lady right <laughs> and so the cat dies sadly and what does tara do she makes <laughs> like a fucking shrine to this shit but she does it like on the property of the condos, right? Where he lives, right? And so there's a lot of people that are just fucking pissed. They're not happy. <laughs> and eventually they get it removed or made her remove it or something. And then she threatened that she was going to sue the condo company or whatever. And um, I guess she never did, but she threatened to sue them for taking <laughs> taking down her little shrine to her cat. It had American flags and all that shit. So we have Katie Halper. She's done dug up somebody's fucking cat lady <laughs> who has crazy fucking ideas and crazy conspiracy theories going on. And that's who she chose to like bring up as like, this person's going to take down Biden. But like <laughs> the, 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 the stuff that Tara's trying to say, like, oh, I, I reported it. Oh, you reported it. And she's trying to say that they just like Biden's so crafty that he got the report moved. Okay. He, let's unpack what was going on in 1993. And I'm going, this is going to be a thread that I'm going to read. It is from stem the bleeding. So at stem the bleeding 
go ahead and follow stem the bleeding when you get there. Okay. So we're on a thread and everything I'm saying is what he says. Okay. So this is all me quoting. This is not stuff I wrote. This is not, and I'm not trying to plagiarize him. I'm just reading it. Okay. So let's unpack a little of what it would take for Joe Biden to get Harris complaint removed. First some basics. It was 1993. He was chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Ken Starr was the United States Solicitor General at the time. He was chosen to review Senator Packwood's diaries by the Senate. So at this time, the Senate was already actively looking for any complaints of assault or harassment. Then in 1994, the Ethics uh, in Government Act passed, which gave the independent counsel near carte blanche when it came to reviewing documents, security cameras, and visitor logs. Now, when a formal complaint is filed of any nature, a copy goes to the issuer, a copy to the defendant, and a copy goes to the OPM as a part of an audit trail. Doesn't matter whether it's frivolous or not. That's the policy. For both staffers and senators, it goes both ways. This is because, pursuant to federal records guidelines, the records of personnel do not belong to the senators they work for. They belong to the government. They transfer and they keep the same record. It it just changes who they report to until they no longer work for the Senate. This there's a, a link here for to the FOIA and that outlines it. And it was written in 1984 and it clearly outlines what is personal versus agency property when it comes to records. This applies to all government employees. This process is used along with the ethics review system to ensure that all violations in ethics are not only documented in agency records, but also investigated. Because of the work of Nancy Pelosi, we now have the OCE, Office of Congressional Ethics, which establishes the guidelines we now are accustomed to regarding congressional misconduct. Ironically, in 1993, the Joint Committee on Organization of Congress Ethics Committee was underway in February. She was working there when this this was starting. The result, in the Senate at least, more empowerment to victims by allowing non-member inquiry panels to review complaints. So the people that were going to be reviewing Tara's complaint, if she filed it, were not going to be senators, right? So let's assume that Biden did receive a complaint for the sake of argument. Pursuant to the rule set forth in JCOC, an independent panel would have reviewed the claim and determined whether there was evidence to proceed. This would be agency papers per the FOIA guidelines, and therefore a copy would be made for his record, a copy for her records, and a copy for OPM for audit purposes. This would have occurred during a period of time when the Senate just got embarrassed with the Packwoods diaries and the subsequent ethics hearing. The trial started in January and extended through the and through November of 1993. She was there. The exact time the complaint was made was said to be made. She said she made the complaint in April. In January, they had already started the trial. Do you know how important and wonderful it would have been for Republicans to have gotten that complaint in their hands? They would have loved it. If you were not alive in 1993 or you forgot, it was a nonstop media fiasco at the Capitol in 1993. Then you have the Senate Ethics Committee report. It clearly states that four months prior, they were taking depositions from any woman that would come forward regarding Packwood. There's a video here on this thread regarding the process of the investigation in the committee welcoming any woman who had agreements to come forward and speak on the grounds of anonymity. The date, April 1993, right after JCOC and right after the Ethics and Government Act. She would have been aware of all of this going on making it so easy for her to report. She would have had multiple places to report to. And and she would have just, they made the process to where they were actually listening to you and they wanted to hear from you. This was 1993, she's saying. This was not 1893. This was when they had the year of the woman in 1992. Then we had the problems, remember? Um, So in short, this is the exact time frame Reed's complaint was supposed to be made, right in the middle of the largest government ethics scandal since Watergate with thousands of interviewers scouring the Capitol looking for a scoop. There were people that were looking for someone. They're like barely basically knocking on doors. Hey, have you been abused by a senator? They would have wanted to hear from her. In order for that record to disappear, Biden would have had to a convince an independent panel and who was not, they were not in the mood for it um, to not turn it over to the ethics board. B, convince him that 100% of the documentation is personal, his own property, rather than agency property. C, hope Tara doesn't also tell one of the thousands of reporters that were scouring the fucking, uh, <laughs> the Capitol and eager for a Packwood scoop or somebody, a scoop against anybody, really. 
um, that she was also harassed. D, doesn't report it to the open inquiry panel that was presiding in the Senate. And E, hope that his conduct wasn't recorded on the massive CCTV network in Capitol Hill. There were TVs everywhere at the time. There were um, closed captioned. The, the one that they were they they were able to see everywhere. So they had cameras everywhere. So if she had reported, they would have been able to grab the the video before it was you know destroyed or recorded over. <clears throat> so F, I, he would have also had to hope that OPM somehow lost any and all agency records of the complaint. And hope that as chairperson of the Senate Judiciary Committee, his records weren't audited by GAO regularly. They are. His records would have constantly been uh, audited. And they were. Impossible. Not for James Bond. Not for Jason Bourne. But for Joe Biden, it's really not likely that he would have get he would have got through all of these things for 30 years without somebody noticing this complaint. Especially when you consider that his records were all public record until they were donated in 2011. So this would mean that not only did he, the ethics committee, the special committee, the solicitor general missed the complaint, but so did Rick Davis, McCain's political analyst, analyst when he looked. And so did Carl Rove and the other six campaigns since 1994. What are the odds? I wouldn't fucking take them. Now, this is what I'm saying about her complaint. She's not telling the truth. If she filed the complaint, it would have been found. Biden has had his record look through and look through and look through every fucking time he's run for the fucking Senate. Then Obama had him vetted and Obama had him really fucking vetted, which means that they looked through everything about Joe Biden, every single thing to make sure that there was nothing there. Now, Joe Biden is not one of those senators that you can say he got drunk and he pawed you. He doesn't drink. So she couldn't use that. And the way things where she said that they were, he wanted her to come serve drinks at the party and blah, blah. He doesn't drink. That probably would not have been something he gave a shit about. And it was what it was, was she was told to serve, serve the drinks by somebody completely different. And I think it was her immediate supervisor. And it wasn't like they were saying, Hey, put on a skirt and serve drinks to these gentlemen. Huh? They were saying we're having an, uh, an event and she's lower level staff. You need to serve the drinks. Right. Um, this is not something for you to be like, oh, I can't, I'm too good for serving the drinks. Put on some slacks, put on a, <laughs> a button up and go serve the drinks. You know, it's not like, you know, demeaning actually to serve drinks. Um, Ocasio-Cortez, wasn't she a bartender? She pretty much served drinks all the time. It's not something that's sexual to serve drinks either. The way people are making it sound like asking somebody to serve drinks is asking them to, to jump on the stripper pole and, and work it out. That is not what it is. You know, I have served drinks at an event before. All it is is taking drinks <laughs> and taking them to a person and going back and grabbing another drink. Oh, they tip you. <laughs> and like, if you're like, <laughs> I don't really understand what the problem is. I have served drinks. Um, I've served food probably because I'm, I'm just like one of those people that like blue collar as fuck. So like, I'm like, so he asked you to serve. Oh no, not drinks. <laughs> so like, that's one of the parts that like I, I, can't, I haven't been able to understand this whole time. Why did the drink serving bother her so much? She said it's because they said I had nice. Oh, that, he, Biden didn't say that to you. That's not something that Biden said to you. He didn't really interact with you. Um, she's not really even telling us about any other interactions she's had with Joe Biden. Just all of a sudden you, you, he, you don't even talk to him and he's just, I don't believe you, honey. Especially when there was cameras everywhere you talking about. <laughs> and there was always somebody liable to come past you, um, liable to see you, um, liable to see him. There, You don't never, you never would know. It's like, it's a fucking Senate building. It's not, ooh, it's not like it's, um, I don't even know what the fuck to say. It's not like he took you into the woods or some shit and nobody could see you. There was always somebody walking by. I've never seen it like really quiet in there. Um, well, I've never heard of it, but every time I see it on camera, it's just not quiet in there. I've looked and looked and try to find people to talk about that have been there. And most of them say that, yeah, no, it's usually pretty busy. And especially like if there's people going through the hallway, if there's senators out there, there's, they're, they're going to be wandering. And, you know, that's uh, another place where they, they do um, interviews and stuff, right? So they, <laughs> they do interview in the hallways and like it, there's the likelihood that there would have been cameras going right then and and there yeah there probably would have been but we can't pin it down to a location 
right? We don't know where, what the, what, we don't know exactly where it happened. And we don't know exactly the date that she's talking about. And this to me is, she, she probably thinks that this is good for her, but in the long run, it's really bad for her because if you can't pin down a date, you don't know a time, you don't know where you were and blah, blah. And then you're also lying. And then you took 27 years and then you're threatening people on Twitter and then you won't sue him. And you know, you, you just want to be telling your story but you don't want anybody to, to push back and you don't want to clear up any of these inconsistencies and you know the stuff you're saying that your mom said on larry king that's not what she said on larry king um your brother doesn't back you up with the penetration angle at all um the only people that do are people that you you pretty much refresh their memories for them and that's not okay so we have a problem here with tara reed tara reed is problematic um and this is what is wrong and Tara lately has been telling people that she is going to <laughs> have us arrest, um, um, investigate it and, you know, um, to see if we work for the Biden campaign and have us arrested. Like, um, and I have a few of these screenshots of her saying this. And it's come to a point where Tara is really throwing her weight around um, because she, I don't know whether she thinks she's famous or whether she thinks she just got it like that. So she's telling all of us plebs how she's going to have us Oh, I'm going to have you investigated and I'm going to have you put in jail. So she wants me in jail. I have been one of the loud, loudest voices on this fucking stupid story. And the only reason I've been loud about this story is because she offends me. Right. And it's, it's not, Oh, I just, just hate her for being for Bernie Sanders. Fuck that. Bernie lost. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck who you were for. I don't like people lying. I don't like people doing things that I can tell are deceitful. And the way this came about was very deceptive. And it's, I don't believe her. So if she would like to be believed, it's up to her to clear up con the inconsistencies, to explain why she did things this way, explain why she told a completely different story about why she left the, the Senate um, job for years. So for years, she's telling everybody she left because she went with Tate. She wanted to go with Tate. They were going to make a fucking family. They're going to live the life. And from 1990, whatever, to 2000 and motherfucking 19, she, that's the story she's telling. She was there and she left because she wanted to go with Tate. Last year, all of a sudden, well, she left because it, the, um, she resigned because they were, I don't know, whatever. But she told a story about how she left because uh, Russia Right. They were so mean to Russia and they were anti-Russian and they were xenophobic and her love for Russia made her want to quit. And she wanted to be into the arts and blah, 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 blah. And that was her new story. Right. That last year, like, whoa, hold on. Now you, it's because of Russia, because if you look back at her and her stuff, she was not fucking pro-Russia. She was anti-Putin shit. Now she's pro-Putin. All of a sudden she wants to see him with a shirt off or on. It doesn't matter. Uh-uh. What the fuck is wrong with this woman? Fuck no. There's something wrong with this woman. Um. And her story is just not true. So the story she told last year, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I believe it about him, you know, maybe hovering over her and maybe that made her uncomfortable. Okay, sure. I can believe that. Um, there's other people that said that, but this whole new thing with the slamming up against the wall, fuck you. No. And when we looked and we saw that it was uh, damn near the same scene with the, with the penetration that it's in her father's book. I'm like, hold on. Like, are you trying to sell books? Are you trying to sell books or get a book deal or something out of this? Because to me, that's what it sounds like. Um, that she, Tara hasn't done very well financially. She's actually done ter pretty terribly. Um, she has always had all these bills. She went to law school. She owes all kinds of money. It's just really terrible. Um, and people do get desperate. And then if you have some other condition that's going on, very, 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 very bad. So I'm going to just say that I believe most women, but I don't believe this one. And we always have liars in our midst when we're dealing with shit like this, when we're women, there's always going to be somebody that's lying. And out of the people that report, you say you got 99 or telling the truth. That's one. That's not. It's Tara. That's her. Um, so you can, I'm going to leave the show right here. Um, I'm still chasing her around. I DM'd her some mean stuff. And uh, let me check it right now to see if she replied. Because if she replied, I'm just going to go ahead and say, oh, no, it doesn't look like she replied. Oh, no. 
how sad I want to see. There's no reply. So Tara did not reply to me. I can't see yet. Well, I'm going to let it try to reload. I'm going to refresh it. <laughs> maybe it's just not. <laughs> maybe, maybe she did reply. Oh, no, I'm really I'm waiting for her to reply to me. Um, I, I want to, to, I, I told her, um, that cause she was telling someone she was mad at me about uh, what I'm doing and whatnot. And you know how she wanted to see me in prison or whatever for working for the Biden campaign for some reason. I don't know how working for how, oh, she did not reply to me. Why? Why? Why didn't she reply to me? I'm so fucking sad. She's not replying to me. Oh, so I don't think Tara's going to reply to me. Um, oh, man. And we're going to we're going to just have to keep through with the the great debunking of Tara Reed. Uh, and, and we're going to keep on doing it. And we're going to keep on doing it until she finally admits. No, she I want her to tell the truth. To be to be honest, like I would like for for her to just tell the truth. Like I made this up because I was super mad about Bernie and I I love Bernie because like that's what it sounds like, you know. Um, it sounds like really stupid. Like that's it's some stupid shit going on. Um, so I'm like trying to figure it out, but she did not reply to me, so we did not get a reply. There's nothing for me to read. I'm really sad. Um, I'm I'm really it, like, how could she do this to me? You know, what kind of person is she? Why is she so fucked up? Like, <laughs> reply to me, damn it. <laughs> You should see the the message, the message I sent her. So I, maybe I wouldn't reply either. <laughs> like I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm going to expose all of your dastardly plots. <laughs> Hurry up and answer me. <laughs> I just wanted you to know my name so you could have me investigated. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> I don't really have anything to hide. So fucking fuck you. Go ahead and investigate me, you asshole. Fuck that. <laughs> I just did. I didn't like it when the burners had me investigated because they didn't tell me first. <laughs> I just wanted. <laughs> I needed to be like uh, warned, like <laughs> that I'm gonna get a call. So if I get a call from the FBI, um, <laughs> I'll know that fucking terrorists have to be investigated for fucking mean tweets. She usually says. She was literally trying to have us be <laughs> investigated because of the, the tweets that we were writing about her. <laughs> Why am I sitting here fucking laughing? That's not fucking cool. Look, <laughs> you can't fucking get people investigated for mean tweets. Okay, y'all. <laughs> Fuck that. You can't. <laughs> so, yes. And and working for Joe Biden is <laughs> is not illegal, <laughs> dude. Dude, she's fucking crazy. Like <laughs> that's like my favorite part about it. She thinks that somehow like working for Joe Biden <laughs> while simultaneously not liking her is some sort of fucking um is some sort of crime or something. Like I don't understand. Like, what do you think that everybody who works for, for Joe Biden has to be like neutral towards you and like fucking like you or something? That is. <laughs> You're not a fucking like I don't even see they're not the DNC. They don't have to fucking like you, be your friend or anything like that. Like you're fucking stupid. Um, let me see what she said about me. Hold on. She thinks I work for the <laughs> for Biden. She's reporting me to law enforcement, and I'm gonna be investigated for tiger harassment if it comes out that Biden is paying me then prison time. <laughs> is she fucking stupid? Prison time if <laughs> I'm gonna do prison time if it turns <laughs> if it turns out I'm working for Biden. Oh, really? I mean, like, wow, she's so fucking stupid. Um, <clears throat> she's pretty much kind of racist. I don't know why she wants black people in prison for just not liking her. It's kind of fucking racist, right? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me stop laughing at her. That's fucked up. Um, she's fucking um, she's fucking ridiculous. Um, she always changes her story. Um, she's not honest. She's not going to be honest. So, um, I'm really not worried about going to prison right now over this. And, um, 
the um <laughs> the ridiculous the ridiculousness of of her thinking that somehow um she can get me in trouble if I did work for Biden or something. I don't really understand what the fuck. Her She's not that smart. Okay. I, I don't even really see how she finished law school. So that is all for today, but I'm going to probably do <laughs> some shows um more often um, because there's a lot of stuff going on. And like, I feel like there was a lot that I didn't fucking tell you. And like, I don't have enough time because it's like a, an hour and five minutes and like, it's, we're only supposed to go an hour. So I'm really sad about that. But yeah, I love you. Um, like the show, please donate to the show. I know you got your stimulus now, so everybody give me money. And, um, that way I can do more investigating on terror. Cause like, um, yeah, it takes a lot of time to pull, pull up all this info on her, but I have been doing it and it is coming up to where she really wants me to shut the fuck up. And I can, <laughs> I can tell it's working now. So it is working. Whatever I'm doing and whatever we're doing is working. So keep me working and go ahead and donate to the show and I will have money to work. And I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Hello, Bianca. This is Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. You have put a damper on my revolution. First of all, De La Rosa is a Hispanic last name, if I am not mistaken. So I should have you in the bag. I can hear you smoking on your podcast. I don't know what you're smoking, but I don't understand why you people are behaving this way. In a way that I would call uppity. Please stop your podcast. Thank you. This has been Brave and the K-Hive Podcast, the only place where you can find the woman who has destroyed the entire revolution by herself. Oh, yeah. Like the show, subscribe to the show, and you can donate to the show at PayPal at Bravenack, um, Cash App, which is Bravenack too, and Venmo at superbrave 81 or you can donate directly on the Anchor website. Um, you may hear some, have heard some, uh, recordings before this that were complaints or you know praises for the show I've started leaving the voicemails so go ahead and leave a voicemail if you have a complaint and it's not crazy or if you have something good to say about the show and I will add it to the show and it will come up at the end like it did today or maybe it didn't I don't know <laughs> which day it is love y'all bye <laughs>